Hello Coral Game Club, this is an Austin and Ian with Season 2, Episode 1 of the Coral Cast, and we are going to be talking about eSports. Now, the first topic that we're going to be talking about is eSports and their apparent integration into some middle schools, high schools, and even some colleges offering scholarships for being on an eSports team, and whether these should actually be implemented or when at what grade levels. So an obvious question arriving from this is whether or not students should even be able to receive scholarships for gaming seeing as it's non-scholarly. This brings into thought uh, sports in general coming from eSports. A student who plays football particularly well can receive a pretty hefty scholarship and go to a pretty nice college and should the same be given to eSports? Now, obviously, over really the past year or two, esports have seen a massive increase in popularity to the point where I've even seen Counter Strike, Global Offensive, and Rocket League tournaments on ESPN, a big sports, real sports channel. Once the uh, sports channels start bringing it in, it's a bit more of an official sport and less of a pseudo sport, so to say. Now, in addition to this, at the same time, like Austin said, playing games isn't exactly a scholarly thing to be doing. So should students be receiving free college or partially paid for college at the very least for just being good at a video game? Uh, When it comes to that topic, I feel as though it sort of depends on the game and the content of the game. Uh, When it comes to first-person shooters, it doesn't rely so much as a person's scholarly abilities, so to say, but rather their reflexes. You know, when it comes to first-person shooters or click-and-shoot in general, it's very much reflex-based and not so much decision. No decisions are really made other than what your spinal cord has to say. Uh, When it comes to other games like StarCraft, where they're more strategy-based, I do feel that that can have a bit more of a potential to receive scholarship because it's a bit more of a strategy game, similar to chess. While I do agree with what you said about games like StarCraft, I do not agree with what you said about like first-person shooters because in a way, uni, because in a way a lot of first-person shooters such as Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, and even Overwatch, they're very team-based games and you and your team need to make decisions to the best of your abilities in order to beat the opponent. Yeah, but but realistically speaking, it's not so much team-based, more as it is the skills of of particular individuals. I mean, in Counter-Strike in particular, we have a lot of people running around with pistols, not so much in team formation, but look at that guy, I'm going to shoot him. Eh, I can see your point. So when it comes to games like StarCraft, there are, I I don't know any, but I know there are very popular figures, figures in it, and there are people who are known to be so good at the game that they, so a person, an onlooker, will see them playing and they won't understand what's going on because the guy will be zooming from one point of the screen to another, going from one part of the battlefield to another. They'll look at a particular battlefield and they'll make a decision right away. And while that is slightly more reflex-based, it's the maneuvering of the troops that matters. Now they'll go to a situation and they'll decide to do something and they'll leave the AI to finish it, and in the same instant, or in the instant directly after, they'll go to another similar incident and do the same over and over again. 
And when it comes to something like that, it does take a considerable amount of strategy to be able to organize your troops in such rapid fire succession. So when it comes to games like StarCraft or strategy games in general, like chess or other nicer games, it is, it's a possibility that they could earn scholarships because scholarly activities. Now the next topic we would like to go on is, so how exactly would these quote-unquote online athletics affect a student's grade and even their health to an extent, being the fact that, I mean, some games, their matches last, I mean, Overwatch, for example, an average competitive match will last anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. However, a game such as League of Legends or Dota 2, those matches can go on for an hour or longer at a time, and sometimes people will just binge like a dozen of those. And when it comes to time priorities, there are even some people who they'll go, go to specific training houses to train themselves to be fantastic at these competitive games, and they'll spend all this time in the house just to learn to be competitive. If somebody spends all their time in a house being competitive, what room is there for other school activities? And at the same time, this being considered online athletics, can this really be justified as a sport? like other legitimate ones that we've seen for years, like football, baseball, and just the many others. I think that really depends on how the people grow to accept it over time. As you mentioned earlier, uh, what was it, ESPN? Yes, ESPN was broadcasting a Rocket League championship. That proves that people are accepting it, and companies are accepting it a lot more than in the past. Uh, new ideas are often hard to accept, but if they're getting into the big companies, I do. I, I find it likely that it won't be long before we do have, you know, more uh, more competitive esports and more esports in general that receive compensate. Do esports receive compensation? Yes, that's actually another topic that. Yes, that that is actually a topic that we're going to be getting into. In which, what exactly like, do the athletes, quote unquote, or the events themselves, exactly how much money is made? And to be honest, it's quite surprising. One example that I actually have of this happened quite recently. With the Overwatch Esports League starting up soon, a, uh, a 17-year-old high school kid was signed onto the US team for $150,000 a year salary just because of how good he was at the game. Now just imagine that. He's 17 years old and he's already landed a six-figure job, and it's just playing video games. These, these esports can be extremely, extremely expensive in terms of just how much money is put into them, being that all the tech required for each person participating, and not only that, but all the money that's going into it, they're getting out many times full just because of how popular these these events are. As um, more money's going into the eSport category, it's becoming more and more similar to regular sports. For instance, football in America, football is I believe the most popular sport in all of America, and everyone knows that the, the people in the big football leagues are making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year just because of how the entertainment that they provide to America. With eSports being much more of a prominent thing nowadays, 
The question stands as to which grade it should be available in. Should it be available in middle school, high school, college, and to what extent? For instance, I, I can't imagine a middle schooler receiving triple-digit pay for his Dota performance. But when it comes to college students, I find it much more likely. Uh, in colleges, people are finally, they're finally branching out in their lives. Maybe this guy decides, I want to be a competitive Dota player. He can do that. It's, it's his choice. He's an adult. However, when you're in middle school, perhaps when you're in middle school, there's a, a different essence to it. The, the kid is still in the, the kid is still in the process of going from school to college. They're still growing up. So should the, the middle schooler be able to make a triple digit pay? I mean, if we think about this, if kids were to have the option of either pursuing something more academically or pursuing something digitally via video games, there's the high possibility that there would definitely be some kids out there that would just say, eh, screw it, I'll just scoot by in school and, and put all my time into video games so that one day I can be on a pro team. There's some similar thoughts when it comes to sports, and unfortunately not every varsity basketball player becomes a pro. Now, when it, when it, middle school is a, it's a bit more of an extreme in the range, but high school is slammed right in the middle between college and middle school. You know, during high school, kids are becoming adults. If once they start having the freedom to make their own choices, should they be allowed to join in competitive games, or should it be more limited as in high school, or as in middle school? And at the same time, should these sort of events or clubs or groups or, or however you want to phrase it, should this kind of activity be even hosted or allowed in a school? Because we have always been taught for the most part as kids that school and learning is very important, but now that these esports are coming up and they're becoming actually a viable option for children and young adults in the future, is this the evolution of where sports in the world is going? I mean, and it's not just the events that are getting big. The streaming website known as Twitch.tv has a whole slew of live streamers every day playing these competitive games at, at pro levels. So, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a scheduled massive event. You could literally just pull up, pull up your phone, go to the website or app, and then you can watch hundreds of people playing these games. Now, sports in, in school is a very common occurrence. Uh, parents like to send their kids into sports because a sport is a good, wholesome activity. You know, it's exercise, it's competitive, it's leadership building. But there's a bit of a moral dilemma behind esports because most parents, while they would love to put their kids in football or basketball, might be a bit more hesitant to place their kid into competitive League of Legends for obvious reasons. And we're not just talking about the toxicity. The real question is, morally, would it be okay for us to be offering things like this in our schools? Or should we try to stick to, more, to our more academic roots when it comes to school? This was Coralcast Season 2, Episode 1. We'll see you next time.